The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. This is Sue Rose Minahan, and today begins our new archetype, which is Gemini. This is the third of the archetype. We started with Aries, which is that spark of energy moving into action, followed by Taurus, looking where do you put that energy, that into a vest, some form. And now the matter of a mental sign, an air that goes between the energy of thought and to find less chaos in the world, the great world that we live in, the changing nature of time and space. It's that connection. It's constant connection, constant communication, because how can you connect unless you communicate? And it's an external rhythm. It's outside of ourselves because the body has been formed. Now it's like, well, where are we at? Who are these sisters and brothers? Where's this environment? How do we communicate? Because we can communicate in our thought, but it isn't until it, it gets expressed in words, often, or some form. There's many forms of languages. Word is one. There's music. They're very. They're all symbolic. They're all symbolisms of the thought process. And it is Gemini is the diversity. So tonight, since we are in Gemini, I and my guests, I give total. Uh, expansion to both of us and we follow a little here and a little there we're doing it in a gemini fashion it all ties together it all relates in this world the ancients had ways of describing language to these tools and they spoke in terms of mythology which often for gemini relate to the twins and the twins were siblings, which involves Gemini connection with the other person. That's Well, it's not just the other person, but the point is, is that they were two brothers, but they had different fathers. One was mortal and one was immortal. The reason being is that they were born with a father of Zeus and a father of a mortal, the king of, of Sparta. And they eventually, one died, as the course was, being mortal. And in that course, the Castor, who died, and Pollux was just grief-stricken and finally went to Zeus and besieged, asked him, please, how do we get together? And Zeus accommodated, saying, you can, but not at the same time. In other words, and much like the constellation, which is represented sometimes as above horizon, sometimes below the horizon of the ecliptic that we can see visibly. In other words, one is above and one is below of the stars, of the two stars in the Gemini constellation. But the two brothers could go to the underworld of the matter form 
and or to the higher world of Zeus, which is our spiritual essence. This is all symbolism. And eventually what it really demonstrates is that communication is not necessarily just instructions. It really is connecting form with spirit, that entire system of life. Language is a feature that illustrates our thoughts because thoughts are things. We're constantly creating them. We demonstrate it in our, the word. We use our hands. Hands in the body are represented by Gemini. We'll discuss that a bit tonight. And our pinky on our hand actually represents Mercury also. There's very many ways of getting to these ways of understanding further the language of who we are, what we are with our cosmos, with our world. And again, understanding some of these metaphysical terms is a matter of really introspecting into what the thought patterns were. And looking at stories such as Gilgamesh, which is one of the, which essentially has been noted as the first of real novel, has that context of beginning, middle, end, and the and the path of consciousness that says, what is the mortal life? How are we going to? And is there an afterlife? Which shows us why do we have language? It is so that we can connect our essences so that we can connect thought patterns which goes to the polarity of Sagittarius because essentially in astrology there's only one axis we happen to be in the month of Gemini and that's our focus but across the board looking across to the opposite 180 degrees as far as the horoscope goes there is Sagittarius finding meaningfulness and by the language has so many purposes, and it is to understand how they're thinking, how they thought. And is there something to learn? Well, learning is going to be a big deal for tonight, and I am very pleased to make a special introduction to a wonderful individual, Kath Kalevich, is on a husband-wife team at LifeWorks chiropractic center in Sierra Madre. They also have the Peace Project, which is a community-oriented art workshop. It's also part of their business, and you can certainly find Cass through her website, which is on Talk Cosmos. Later today, at or tonight as the case is, I happen to be in Chicago, by the way. I'm Skyping in. I'm here for an astrology conference. We'll make another announcement, but if you're prepared to call in with any questions for either of us, it's going to be at 888-298-5569. Hi, Kath. Hey, Sue. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's such a treat. <laughs> <laughs> you're very special, and you really have... Uh, you work directly with so many concepts here with the Gemini. For, for instance, at work, perhaps you can explain a little how that would 
help with hands and because you work a lot with pain, moving the body with pain. How would that? I do. I do. Uh, the work that I do, which is called physiosynthesis, came out of formulated movement. We're kind of a sister to Pilates type work, but we do a certain amount of work with our hands and with touch. And I do a lot of it that way. Uh, if somebody comes into me with a lot of pain or even not a lot of pain, a big part of the work I do is through touch. And when you talk about communication, of course, there are all of the wonderful music and language, but touch is enormous and how we touch and what we convey that way. So that's a really big part of my daily life. Talk about connection. That really yeah. is true. And it speaks directly from the archetype before, which is the senses with Tara. So it, it, it unites it. Is with uh, physiosynthesis, since you are in structure with that too, yes. do people learn the same way on how you teach the physiosynthesis or how does that, how, how do people learn how to help themselves with this? Oh, good question. Well, there's a certain amount of technique and some folks come into me and they want to go deep. They want to take some time, really learn the work. It's designed so that a person can deepen it a lifetime. And the part that grabbed me was you do it on your own as well. So if anything happens to your teacher, <laughs> you can keep going. Well, <laughs> my teacher was elderly, so that was good for me. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. And that's absolutely, again, Gemini archetype is we learn, we're learning it about, and then we become our own. I was thinking we teach others, but we teach ourselves. This is, we do. This is very true. We do. And that's part of the deepening of this work. And then I have some people who come in just basically when they're in trouble. And often they're more of the hands-on people where I will do a lot of uh, a certain form of, it's, it's a, massage technique that came out of osteopathy and chiropractic. So I do a lot of that with just the hands, too. Yeah, and you were saying that you, uh, because we had talked about with, with, with deafness, you know, there's hand language. Yes. Up, but through the fingers, you can um, really learn, well, it's like all massage, I guess, that it's able to discover what needs to be done well yeah over many years i've been involved in this for 40 and i've been doing it our practice for about 28 years now uh one does get to the point where you know in your younger practitioner days you're thinking a lot when you're touching someone and you're working on the body and you're looking for the cues and at this point in my life my hands tell me what's going on <laughs> Kind of don't have to think as much. It's more of a just a touch intuiting and a, a communication through the hands. Well, well that's fluency, isn't yes. it? And it yes. really makes me realize that the thought process, just as a child learning how to walk or learning how to do all the things we need to do or speak, like what's this word and what's the sentence and the grammar and et cetera. And the idea is that we're able to just utilize it without thinking about uh, where the sentence begins or ends or how to cross the street. We just, you know, it frees and mobilizes. Yes, indeed. You're good. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you're inspiring. Yes. Oh, and there that, you go. And that's communication because talking really gives that ability to get past just the descriptions of things, which is a beautiful item. I mean, I'm, that reminds me of poetry, but I often get bogged down just, well, there is a usefulness. Pardon me, I didn't finish that sentence, which, <laughs> you know, but, but there is, one can get bogged down thinking, oh, you know, you just need instructions for this or instructions for that, which helps with passing on information that enables a person to do things. But there's nothing like really freeing the ability of the mind to, or our body in order to have information to, to, to expand it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Just like talking, so we inspire each other. Yes, and you're a musician too. Well, I am. I am at that, and I do think in terms of, of uh, music in many manners. And it's a matter of reading, you know, uh, as far as like I am threading things through how it works with Gemini, but one mm-hmm. definitely, you know, one can write musical notes down. It's another symbolism. That's true. And I, which reminds me as far as uh, learning and teaching, because you homeschooled both of your children. I did. And that's something that is uh, occurring more often, but you're quite successful in, because both of your children now are in high, have higher degrees and one a master in teaching and the other going for her PhD. That learning process, I would love to hear about um, this, whatever you want to tell me about, (laughs) about it, yes. How many hours do you have? (laughs) Well, we have about 45 minutes (laughs) with a couple of breaks. (laughs) Oh, my. Well, we got into this because uh, in the case of our children, um, the school situation that we were in in our town was going through difficulty. We had tried a few schools and private schools and their lights were going out. They were just not expressed and we're having a lot of problems with it. So with great trepidation, um, I decided we're going to try this on and it was really a remarkable experience. Our son was going into eighth grade and our daughter into second. And truly my only regret looking back is we didn't do it sooner. Um, As far as communication, it was incredibly enlightening to me to see how different uh, these two souls are and how much fun it was to connect to them and to find their ways of learning. And I really came away from it with a sense that human beings have this tremendous sponge-like capacity to learn and to fulfill what they wanted to uh, learn about. It's, it's really interesting to watch children guide the process. It was lovely. So, that you. Yes. I don't know if other cultures uh, responded that way. I'm just thinking about the tribal groups well, the little I've read, well, I've been interested, but, but still, because there is, immediately when you say that, I think back of some artwork with, of times, European pictures, and even American pictures, where children were not to be 
heard. Oh, yes. And so here it's a total new direction because, again, there is this, in, in the case of your family, uh, they both have their heart's desire. They were able to be enabled to discover what, what interested them. I mean, that becomes yes. you know, productive souls. I mean, for their hearts, their hearts desire, which. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was going to say, I, I think a lot of us, um, I know John and I talk about the amount of learning we had to unlearn as adults that we got from our education. <laughs> and maybe, maybe our children don't have as much to unlearn. You know, they, they have more of a clarity about what they're up to, I think. Again, this is a great gift for people that might be listening. You know, really, it is a choice that people have. Certainly, edu- uh, ex- it, not, it expands the quality of our existence so that for the personal self and for the interrelationship with everybody, which, again, Gemini does have a community. It is your neighborhood. It's your environment around you. And to learn your environment, what it is, and how you can be part of it, is probably the best medicine there is. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, of course, homeschooling is not for everybody. I certainly am not a person who's pounding the drum for people to do anything that feels incorrect to them. But the gifts of it are many. And when you talk about neighborhoods and community, I think about the mentoring and the teaching that we were able to access just in people what we knew or some of our patients. Um, I'm thinking of our son. When it was time for algebra, I was helpless, (laughs) not my strong. And one of our patients was a wonderful uh, math tutor. So they get out in the world. They see other people ways of being they meet new people and uh, people of all ages so got very much more involved in the outer world than they would have and I think that was a really healthy thing too the ages this again it's I love this idea of the intergenerational connection yes and I, I just was upon oh I heard on the television a couple of weeks ago and I'm not sure where in the country it was it was just a program where because children today are not learning how to uh, write script script handwriting you know penmanship I mean they oh print, yes know? and so this instructor thought she would teach it to the children and they loved it they loved the visualness of it they because they were being interviewed and they loved the communication of it but what she did which was so wonderful is that she set up pen pals with older people because what had happened was that this <laughs> Yeah, a particular instructor had written a letter to her his daughter when she was at camp, and the daughter couldn't read it. And oh, so my. Said, yeah, but, well, which led me to think of the divisiveness of our cultural gap, just from you think of, like, wherever it started not to be doing cursive handwriting, from all that literature that we have in archival libraries and and people that know about it now that that the, it, that they can't that if, if you don't know how to read it it would be like you never learned anything it would be like looking at the rosetta stone what do yes figures mean or something like that and in fact it really was prompting me to think this is 
very similar that if we can begin to realize the, 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 the distance between how do we really understand the language of mythology, such as the twins with, with coming out of an egg because they, Zeus came down to Leda, the, the queen of the king of Sparta, as a swan. But why a swan? Well, the Celts were, which, you know, lang thought that, okay, this is another point, thought and the words transfer for eons and eons of time. And they, you know, like there's a walking stick, you know, where there's the chips in the stick and the stories, the oratory stories getting passed down. But here, why the egg? Because the egg was one more symbolism of eternal life and death and all that. So the swan was revered from the Celts and the Celts oh. lived in this whole area. Yeah, it was fascinating to find all that out. And... Uh, so lead me back to that thread. Where was I talking from? Do you remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. we're girls. Um, <laughs> well, oh, it's Gemini's. Lots of connections. You know what? They, and we are both Gemini's. That's right. <laughs> yes, this is true, too. Yes. I was so yeah. interested in what you were saying. I don't remember where we started. <laughs> well, that's okay. You know, actually, I was talking about, well, you were talking about how we're sponge-like and yes. the souls just learn. And it is in all these ways. And I think I was talking about language and about how the word travels and, and how, oh, I know, and with cursive writing. And the fact that yes. if people today can't understand the cursive language, it's like us trying to learn, why did they talk about a swan? Why did they talk about an egg? And it mm -hmm. becomes so uh, unrelated and unfamiliar. But when we stop and realize what is really thought, what is really really this transference of communication it is the spirit with the matter that is learning about our external world that cuts out the chaos that tries to uh, familiarize and make us empowered that therefore you know so that we can mm -hmm. connect and share just like this Bill. yeah i'm reminded uh not too long ago i wrote a note to a young man that was uh coming into the office and he couldn't read it because I wrote it in cursive. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't think twice about it. <laughs> it's like, whoops, no. back to printing. <laughs> well, yes, but then again, I think it's 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 just like the books, the wonderful. I mean, I love books. You know, what Gemini wouldn't like books? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh boy, these books. <laughs> you know, just the title tells you something. <laughs> it's like, uh, yes. Um, so. Um, Okay, books. That, that was a, uh, all of a sudden I'm seeing all these titles running in front of me. Oh, but in other words, we had Kindle. So in other words, we haven't given up books. There is thought now that the books are coming back a lot. So I think like cursive writing, they are tools. And there's a break, there's a minority, but there's a purpose, a connection. You know, a lot of times I know that in metaphysical uh, thought, Write down your dreams because it helps you connect to them more. Or just write down your journalism because it manifests that thought. Yes. And printing is slower. <laughs> I think so, too. Although... And I'm quite sure I've read that uh, the, the act of writing, I don't know if it's more cursive than printing, but is really good for the brain, for the very neurological wiring that we need to protect these days. 
that, um, you know, most people in school now, of course, are using tablets for note keeping, which sounds pretty terrific. But they also recommend that we do the actual handwriting, that it's very good for the uh, brain patterning. So I'm glad that they're encouraging that, too. Yes. And in fact, it, there could be a balance between it, because mm-hmm. like everything, it, in this modern life of ours, we get it, diversity, you know, in our environment, we're pulled in so many directions, necessarily, so that we can learn about things and add it to our repertoire of, of who we are and what we want and make these choices. But so in other words, if a person could at least write down a little of their dream or write down journaling, just use a little bit of that ability. And yes. I, had, I hadn't thought of the neurological habits, but I love it when it does connect to our body. Yes. Because it again, it's, it's spirit <laughs> and matter. Yes. Yeah. We're living in here. Might as well utilize it well. <laughs> That's beautifully said. Thank you, Kath. Oh, I thank you. Well, yeah. I will advise our wonderful audience members that there will be in a few minutes a brief announcement. And directly after that, for the next 10, 15, about 15 minutes, we will have the uh, line opened for anyone that wants to participate in our conversation. If you have thoughts, whether it's about experiences, whether it's about Gemini or mythology related, or if you have an astrological question, I have software and I can pull it up and it would be a brief comment, you know, a few minutes and it would be about essentially something that relates to Gemini, but we can work it out. It'll be fine. And of course, if you wanted anything in depth, go to Talk Cosmos. You can find an email there for myself. And remember too, you can find... Uh, Kath Talevich uh, uh, website there too who is with Life Works Chiropractic Center Sierra Madre and that phone number which I know you're with bated breath waiting for 888-298-5569 I'll repeat it once more 888-298-5569 see even words can be the, wo- the voice, the word. We have so much more to talk about. And if anybody has anything that they're inspired, because when it comes to language and voice and talking and words and learning, it's really our, our one of our greatest assets of being able to connect. And that's what would we be if we couldn't connect? Lonely. Oh, <laughs> take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the period of Gemini. By leaving a cycle based on physical form, integrated through spirit, the energy of Gemini connects spirit with matter, focused on communicating and defining the external. Gemini is a mutable air sign signifying flexibility. Gemini duly focuses upon teaching and learning in order to synthesize the world one lives within. Hi, this is Liz Machette, astrologer, tarot, Reiki master teacher, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars. 
Hi, Kath. We're back again. Hey. Yes. You know, <laughs> I was just noticing, and I wanted to go back to your children in some way, because that's really, you were so uh, constructive about it that, oh, and I'm getting a message that maybe my audio connection is not so great. Okay. But anyway, so I hope, because I am now. in Chicago. Oh, is it? Very good. Okay, because yes. it was breaking for a bit. I didn't know if that was just me, so I apologize out there. But, uh, <laughs> yes, it's modern world. Well, I noticed in the Seattle Times where 1150 KKNW is based out of, and that's where I really reside, I believe. <laughs> and the Seattle Times, yes, had a wonderful article about high school, college at sea. So, in other words, this idea of experiencing our environment and our world rather than just book learning because learning can be through experience and it can be through the learning you know they're both very useful right left brain but it is the left brain but at best but that's something that uh, i wanted to bring up so when perhaps you can expound some on that too right now about some of the experiences that you brought your children to and how they help develop it and just the pathway of the learning teaching. I mean, Okay. Well, uh, when we started this, it was the early 90s. And um, the programs that we were using were brand new. People weren't even using computer technology at home just yet. Uh, that came later. And we were still, you know, buying courses and using the books, but I found that we had ever so much more fun using the books as a jumping off space. Um, my son was considerably older and he's, he within six months after uh, no longer attending a brick and mortar school, wrote a novel. I did not know he could do that and it was marvelous. And I thought, we're onto something here. <laughs> Who knew? And um, our daughter, who was about seven, had been going through all kinds of miseries, trying to spell properly. She was just not happy with phonetics versus these odd spellings and had a Spanish teacher she was terrified of. So a lot of things she had so much resistance to. Um, I just removed them all together for a while and started teaching her how to so simple things. It's all very little house on the prairie sounding now, but uh, cooking. And she realized one day that we were doing fractions and, you know, realized that I'd been tricking her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I read to her all the time and she wanted to know how to do that. So uh, she learned very quickly once the resistance was removed. And I wondered way back then, you know, how often that's the case that it's, it's, tuning into what that particular person takes in. Um, she, they're both very artistic. Alec is a writer and uh, she's a going for her PhD in anthropology and textiles. And they're just fascinating people and they're both hilariously funny and they weren't heading that way. Um, Alec was really becoming an angry person in the school experience and it was so wonderful and healing to see him become, you know, a whole version of himself. And I, I don't know what the answers are. You know, I think about this a lot. There's a lot of 
homeschooling evolving now. And it, you know, he's 40, so it's been a long time for us. But, you know, our classrooms are huge. The teachers are overwhelmed. I have several as clients. They have my full respect and compassion. And it's, it's, a, it's a great big question. But I think anything that we as parents can do to help create safety and curiosity, nurture that curiosity and that longing to learn about the world that kids that, just come in with. You know, Kath, curiosity, that really yeah. is so Gemini and, and essentially so because otherwise, why would we even want to go forward? Well, there would be perhaps other ideas such as fear and et cetera, which have yes. all of these emotions. But the fact, too, of you were stating about anger, that the whole self and anger has a purpose in life, too, but on many different terms. I mean, the anger to, to, to go forward on something for the just cause of other people and et cetera. Mm-hmm. But the joy of the heart being able to discover, which utilizes all these other ideas of the curiosity, driven by curiosity, is essential for learning. And, and I was thinking, too, how... P- children, the learning process is imitation. Mm-hmm. One naturally wants to uh, give in some support, a supportive environment. And as I speak, I realize I'm talking in a, a, archetypal, but learning, use, you know, nothing is isolated. It's all connected, as we know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the, the can, one focus of Gemini, in a sense, I will repeat with spirit and matter, you know, but it is these isolated forms that all move together to make patterns. But with that safety, it which helps, but imitation, the imitation because of reading. Again, another article was for literacy, which is the greatest way of learning and reading. And then people want, they know what the sound sounds like. And uh, uh, it says that even with one book, with that is how she wrote. wrote. Uh, it's a book called That's Not My Owl. And it's an interactive book <laughs> that allows readers to touch. I'm reading it here. Yeah, and feel characters, the story unfold. So your son actually wrote a novel. Now, did he, in that process, now, did you, I'm trying to think about whether, uh, because teaching, you're learning also. I oh, mean, that's yes. the other part of this Gemini process. And so he was, therefore, learning, but in a sense, he was teaching. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I find... Um... I also, my kids were in uh, preschools when they were little that required a certain amount of volunteering on the part of the mothers because the fathers generally, occasionally they showed up. <laughs> and they're, they're, yeah, busy. Yeah. And uh, this was back, you know, way back. But uh, I, I noticed there, you know, how many variations there are in all of us and in the children. And it was just, it was a hoot, you know, just to see all these different kinds of kids. And to appreciate that, I think the the uh, the incredible importance of acknowledging that and zeroing in on that particular person 
and inviting them. So, you know, my kids taught me a heck of a lot. I thought when I took this on, well, we'll get us our books and we'll buy the course and, you know, we'll sit down every day. Nah, (laughs) no, didn't work that way. Uh, We evolved through the process and did a lot of coursework that was pre-designed, but did a whole lot that we made up ourselves as we went along. And um, I don't know. I was just really proud of how they took that on and, and how much they did with it. They're, it was really special. And yeah. I'm sure that's that's just kids in general can do that. So, well, you know, that's a good thing to realize. The l- learning is natural. That's right. Yes. Learning yes. is a natural skill that have. And I think that's really what we need to realize. Yeah, which is a, a, a good thing. Uh, you know, did you have something you were going to say? I was going to say, I think it's as important okay. to not dumb down or dampen that curiosity as it is to wake it up. And I think that's one of the difficulties, you know, is in, in uh, a lot of our classroom situations is it's just it's an overwhelming proposition right now. And even when my kids were in school, it was, you know, very busy and, and culture is changing and there's just so much going on. And it's really imperative that when the kids are home that we do our best to engage them and not just uh, let them hang out with the uh, computer or the tablet or, <laughs> you know, do something. <laughs> yeah, make, that's very true. Make their thoughts of validity and be able to let them run its course because their thoughts evolve. For instance, I was reading, well, I was actually hearing uh, uh, online talk by James Van Prague, who's a medium, and he said thoughts are things. Their energy continually comes back, and we create thoughts all the time to live them. Which you know he's quite renowned, and his has a lot of experience in that. And if we allow children or ourselves not just children I know we've been focusing on that but as people you know individuals yes. this this world to to really engage in I like that word engage that's a, yes. a, a interactive because the Gemini again loves to they love to talk but they love to hear because you need more information you know, to, it's information, it's acquiring, and it's ideas, and things build on things. In fact, in France, perhaps I, I don't think we had mentioned this in our own conversation, but perhaps I did, during the Enlightenment, period of the Enlightenment, what actually helped, in France, what helped create that, was that between the buildings, they had these little tubes, and they would hmm. like go to the bank, yeah, and they could put information there and zip across to the other uh, building and huh. just, yeah, they could share this, the, the, the thoughts. And here we are today with computers. I mean, you can go yes. wherever and, and <laughs> you know, and understand what people want. It, my, my husband was telling me that there's, they've discovered the oldest message, some from the 1800s in a bottle. I don't know what it Oh, says. my. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what it said. <laughs> I know. I, I thought, should I even mention it? But perhaps somebody will find out. I, hopefully it didn't say just, maybe it just said hi. But 
Yeah, time in a bottle. There's so many. <laughs> Wasn't that a song? <laughs> yeah, it was. And then there's light coming from the universe. It's distant. But you know, really, if you think about spirit and matter, our thoughts could be coming from consciousness from all different ways. And that's really the evolution of us as people is how we communicate what, you know, building on the archetype before because I realize you're not an astrologer, but you have many no. thoughts, and so that's why I keep bringing it up. But for Gemini, you know, building on the resources, thinking of Taurus as this collective resources of this life form. So here we have these resources of thought, and well, we have resources of our body senses and the body, yes. and the thought, the mind, and the spirit and the heart all connected come up with, with all these thoughts. And those thoughts could come from consciousness and in sharing consciousness and is, is how our society and world hopefully continues to evolve. Yes, yes. And, and you and I were talking the other day, it brings up to me when you said the world and society, the importance of uh, our increasing use of our technologies of social media to understand that it's a tool and that it's a virtual tool. It's a two-dimensional tool and that we creatures have evolved over unknown eons, as you would say, um, to be in each other's presence when we communicate. And we read all kinds of signals, you know, and they look at the biology of mammals, all kinds of animals, not just us how we read each other when we communicate. Everything from the dilation of the pupil of the eye to the flush in the face to the warmth or the cold in the hands to the expression, tiny muscles around the mouth. All of that's missing in the virtual world. And I think when you get on Facebook and you see some of the things that are being said, you know they wouldn't be said if those two people were standing in the same room. So it's a it's a wonderful tool, but I think you know, in the interest of peace and communication and harmony, we have to understand that we also need to be with each other in the third dimension <laughs> to actually be in the same space with each other and not increasingly just rely on these other technologies, at least not all the time. Um, there's a lot of studies about, you know, the extreme loneliness and depression in the young people who use the most of, of the social media. And they're even seeing measurable uh, withdrawal effects. And it doesn't surprise me. You know, sometimes we'll have patients come in with very young kids and they'll be sitting there on a tablet the whole time. Those same children will bring out a basket of polished rocks. They're thrilled. I mean, <laughs> I think we, we long for our world, our touch, the use of all our senses, and especially when we're communicating with one another. So I, I'm just speaking to not forgetting when you talk about what we come from and what we are, that we're developing a new language with this rapid increase in our technology, and we're just still in the infancy in how to be with this. And to still maintain the importance of our true connection thus far, anyway, with uh, being, you know, physically close to one another as well. I hope that makes sense. Oh, it does. It does. No, it's a really thought stream. 
And I, I was thinking about that as you were, I mean, I was listening. Uh, but what the one thing that came to mind was the aspect of being able to participate, to do. Yes. Because yes. why part of thoughts relate to people uh, learning to do something, you know, instructive-wise. That's a large reason why we have language, you know, written down anyway, and reading it, I mean, to connect. And it utilizes our imagination and whatnot, but to really focus also on on interconnections of, 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 of how it empowers ourselves. How yes. we can change our, how we can participate in our environment, you know, not just in, in some idea, which I suppose on a healthy nature, they have these, uh, I have a sister that sends me, not so often lately, but little flash mobs, you know, where they go out and all the oh, things. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, you're at some location and everybody is text to say, and then suddenly there's this marvelous, opera singing and, and yes. people dangling from the ceilings and and why because they connected and communicated and said ah get there so it could be that really it is a matter of us exploring more and more how to use it and i think too they have holograms so maybe that'll get it off the page Ooh. and we'll start yeah well i think sometimes of you know the incredible gift of the cell phones in social justice you know all around the world with these terrible things happen people are filming it or videotaping it or whatever you call it oh, yes. oh such a troglodyte and it can't be hidden anymore in the way that it used to be and this is huge you know the awareness that we share through social media of what's going on um, it's an incredible tool for that well it is as far as the word goes because i am going back to gemini it is, well, even biblically, for those that that's an emphasis, but of course it is one of, you know, the word. And the word in many uh, cultures and, and religions has great power. I know with the Islamic, uh, they feel very strongly not to, uh, like, like I, actually, and I think the Judaism, Judaism, where you, it's too great of a power to limit by its definition. So there's no uh, um, physical dis, uh, imagery of it. But you can use calligraphy. And so it's become very expressive. Yes. You know, you know that is a way of, 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 of experiencing. And because experience and learning, there is that, that reading that communicative, but it's also the experience. I mean, in other words, the stories of old were stories of many experiences that people could relate to so that they would, they, they could know, you know, maybe they weren't always like here, the queen had two husbands, whereas actually the second husband Zeus was of spirit, meaning I think in my mind anyway, she very much wanted to relate to the source, which in their thinking at that time was, this God, uh, Zeus. You mean it wasn't really a swan? I'm disappointed, Sue. Oh, okay. Well, it wasn't. The, it wasn't the <laughs> Easter egg or whatever that comes around. <laughs> yeah. No, the swan's a gorgeous creature. Yes. Oh, and let's see. 
we have a few minutes here left and we didn't have any callers do and we're always glad i know many of you do listen and we're so grateful it's not necessary to call in i never have any pressure it's just an opportunity and to remind you you are listening of course to 1150 kknw but we have an app we the radio station does have an app 11 a.m in case you're away from home and not on your laptop or the radio station. And the one other thought is that we have archives. So if you're, you want to hear something again or another program at ever, always go on to talkcosmos.com. There, voila. Voila. Yes. <laughs> and that's another thing, language. All these different languages of all the, the uh, entire world forming their sounds, uh, connecting and with their vowel structures and and everything. And, and the ways that they express, like some languages have a, a love in many, many way, descriptions and others, or excuse me, I'll finish on this. Some, like we have not or don't, that's it in our language, where some cultures don't have that word. Don't. Mm. Yeah. That would be a different a different experience. Yeah, because you're trying to translate. Like I think it's in Mexico that you cannot say uh, uh, it, it. Just doesn't. You say no, like no this or no that, but it's don't. Because from what I understand, the do not the the mind does not see. There does not will not refuses. That could be the way refuses to integrate. <laughs> So if you say to a child, do not touch the stove, they hear, touch the stove. And then, of course, Ooh. you wonder, why? Yeah, I learned that in acting. I was in a melodrama group, and so we got a little counseling on how to think of our character and how to think it in positive terms, you know. Mm. I mean, you can think of negative things in positive terms. It's just that instead of saying, don't do this, you say, well, encourage yourself to stay away from the stove. Yeah, like good old of. redirection. <laughs> yes, got it. Yes, like a river. Yeah, <laughs> that river thought. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, we're we've gone through a lot of different thought patterns of language and symbolism. It, it is amazing how I always think of a word as the only word it could be, but yet, truly, it's just a word in our language right now. Ever-changing, too, isn't it? Yeah. What did your son do with that novel that he wrote? Did he ever? I don't think he finished it, and, and uh, it was marvelous. Every it, One chapter would be first person, and then third person. I remember that. He very purposely developed that, and... Uh, I was blown away. <laughs> he was always the really smart kid that would do, you know, enough to get the A, but thank you very much. I'm done now. And then we'd come home and do amazing things. And then um, Aaron oh. was the one that would paint goddesses all over her room. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. well, it, you know, as far as learning, uh, people do have the different learning styles. And oh, we yes. touched on that a little bit, but I know your son reminded me of his but not specifically talking about them at mm-hmm. the point, but just the fact that there is, a, which many educators realize, but that people learn through all our senses. Yes. 
Yes, I know. And in, in the work that I do, um, and you and I have talked about this, that everybody takes information in differently, too, that you can have a movement you're trying to express to someone or um, instruction on how to deepen a movement. You could tell one person one way, the next person comes in, they don't have any idea what you're talking about. So it's it's really a neat thing to recognize that we all hear and process differently and to play it with is. that. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely, because there is the kinetic. Some people learn just through yeah. like walking and they can think other people through their ears and some people visually. I, I'm quite oh, yes. visual actually. I love to take notes because I can see it visually and that. And then, of course, communication comes through smell i mean the air to me which reminds me that's what i wanted to bring up gemini is the air rules you know it's an air sign Mm -hmm. and air itself connects so much the flowers or just the trees that come in or the water you know through the air it's really uh and and it also is that connective force we was just listening today in astrology uh one of the lectures here, which is United Astrology Conference. They Every four to six years, there's various groups that get together, and it's located in Chicago right now. Mm. But it, it's a resource. It's the one connected thing we all have. Our life starts with air, and it ends with expelling the last air. And it's the one body that we all share. Oh, yes. Couldn't get far without that. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, good old oxygen. It's a handy thing. <laughs> Indeed it is. <laughs> so yeah, it must be I exciting know. being at the conference. Well, it is. There's a lot of communication, a lot of ideas. And Gemini does gather. It, that's what it does. It's diversified. It gathers mm. information. And there's other signs as we go along that we put it in patterns with with uh, Sag, and we, I, and we, for those of you that know astrology, but for those of that you don't, it may seem like a little bit like, how does all this relate? How does it connect? Well, it connects because the cosmos is, as we know, this enormous uh, energetic energy that people call many different things, can be the divine consciousness, one way of expressing it. And it's so large that we categorize it into these developments that, that have relationships, but emphasis, and it really gets down to the root. So Gemini does connect spirit and matter with their essential thought. That's Next pretty lovely. week, yeah. Next week, oh, and I wanted to say the hands. I went to the museum here, and I'll just spill this out because I have to introduce the next people. And Kath, I thank you so much. It's just been wonderful. My but pleasure. I went, to, yeah, I went to the Institute of Art, and there I saw a motif of handshake and back in Greece it was the handshake represented that spiritual union between fare thee well and we'll see it in the next life again identifying the spirit of uh, uh, spirit and matter Kath Talevich from Life Works Chiropractic Center Sierra Madre go to Talk Cosmos to find her Sure. Next week is going to be a wonderful, another wonderful person, another Catherine Zumstein of KZ Astrology back east, who will be focusing in, who has been an astrologer for many years. We're going to continue 
on our quest with Gemini, the language, the word, the connective soul, the connective thought. And I think I have to sign off, Kath. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Sue. Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.